Welcome to the Valleybrook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a message from our current study, The Gospel and Mental Health. In this four-part series, we'll look at what the gospel of Jesus can teach us about setting boundaries, how to deal with anxiety and depression, and the importance of forgiveness. To watch any of our previous messages online or find all listening platforms, we encourage you to visit www.valleybrook.cc forward slash on demand. Enjoy! Well, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome everybody who's here in the house today, as well as everybody that's joining us online. We're glad you're here. We're starting a, a new series called The Gospel and Mental Health. We're going to be looking at what the Bible says to us, what it teaches us uh, about mental health. Now, I think in the past months, if not years, we've heard a lot more about people taking their, their mental health Seriously, and, and the reality is this, is that God created us with all of our emotions, with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and, and actually God is concerned about our mental and our spiritual health and our physical health and our emotional health, and so it, it's important that we understand that, because honestly, I grew up in a, in a time when, uh, you know, it was a, you know, if you had mental health struggles, you sort of kept it on the down low. You, you didn't talk about it. And, and I, while I think we've gotten better as a culture and a society, sometimes I think within the body of Christ, in the church, we also are not always comfortable talking about it. So I'm going to be completely transparent. In my life, I've done personal therapy. Cynthia and I have done marriage therapy. I've met with someone on a regular time just to make sure that I'm keeping mentally and, and spiritually healthy because I believe that God is concerned about our complete self, all of us. And so we're going to look at some things. We're going to look at boundaries uh, today. We're going to look at anxiety one day, uh, depression, and then at forgiveness. And first and foremost, let me tell you, I am not a clinician. I, I, I had uh, one pastoral care and one counseling class when I was in seminary, and that was a long time ago. But I've, I've tried to learn and to grow all of my life. I believe we're supposed to be lifelong learners, and so that's important to me. So uh, first and foremost, if you think you need to talk to someone who's a, a counselor or a therapist, I would encourage you to do that. And if you would like my referral list, those counselors that I refer people to commonly, then please send me an email at connectatvalleybrook.cc, and I'd be more than happy to share that with you. Now, as I said, today we're going to talk about boundaries. You know, uh, boundaries are, are important for us. So, so let me sort of define what boundaries are because I believe that boundaries bless us. Now, I think we're all familiar with physical boundaries. All you have to do is drive by somebody's yard and you see a fence and you'll see, well, that's the, uh, the boundary from one yard to another. Or maybe at this time of year, you'll see the boundary between the person who waters their yard and those who don't water their yard. So you, you can see that boundary. And, and you know, here in New England... It's not difficult to find one of those rock wall boundaries that were put, back, put up back in the colonial era to designate where somebody's property started and when, where somebody's stopped. But there are also emotional boundaries and spiritual boundaries and relational boundaries. And, and knowing about those boundaries, it's important because... Uh, you know, the reality is, is we need to know what our limits are, and we also need to be able, we need to be able to communicate to other people what our limits are. 
Uh, you know, everybody probably has a story of, of someone who's violated their uh, time boundaries where they're always asking you to do something time and time again and it's never enough. Or, or maybe uh, you struggle maybe with, like I do, is sometimes knowing when to stop giving of your time. Uh, you know, so it, it can go both ways. And the same thing can happen with emotions and things like that. So the first scripture that I want to share with you is a, a scripture that, that uh, talks about boundaries. And, and it comes from the book of Psalms. And it comes from Psalm 16. This is David, uh, the one who was a shepherd boy who also became a king. And this is what he writes. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. David is echoing the faith of Israel, saying that God has blessed them and that they are secure in God. And he says that God alone is all that he needs. And then he says this, uh, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Now, scholars believe that he's talking about God's provision for him, and, and some see that provision as, as God has provided a spiritual place for him, and, and others see it as, as a physical place. But there's, there's some, some boundaries there. But, but notice, whichever it is, there are boundaries in place that he says are pleasant and delightful. Boundaries bless us. They help us know uh, something about ourselves. So uh, think about this. You know, when, uh, when our children were small, we lived in a house that had a driveway that our house was a little bit of a hill and it sloped down to the road. And so as our kids were learning to walk and as they were playing with toys that rolled and with balls and things like that, we had to tell them that there was a boundary, a physical boundary. You couldn't see it, but we basically said, you know, you can't go closer than three feet to the end of the driveway. And, you know, initially we would mark that out with chalk, but eventually they understood if something rolled down the driveway, into the street, let it go. You know, we... We set a boundary to protect them. As they got older, we set other boundaries about what kind of media they could watch and couldn't watch. Uh, when they could begin to date. Um, you know, how late they could stay out. Those kinds of things. I mean, parenting is, is a lot about setting boundaries. And why do we set those boundaries? Ultimately, to bless our children. And boundaries are made that way. So uh, in going back to Psalm 16, remember what it says. It says, God created those boundaries. He, David says, you make my lot secure. Uh, one translation says it even more clearly. It says, you are my choice and you keep me safe. So that's one of the things that boundaries do. They, they keep us safe and secure. Now, now going back to verse 11 it gives us some more insight into boundaries. It says, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So anytime the right hand of God is mentioned, it's, it's the hand that God uses to bless. So boundaries are part of God's plan for the path of our lives. And living with God in those boundaries brings us joy and brings us pleasure. 
Now, you probably don't think about it, but as you read from the, through the Bible from the beginning to the end, you're going to see that it's full of boundaries. And the purpose of those boundaries are to strengthen us in our relationship with God, to keep us safe, help, and to help us know what our limits are. So in the very beginning, God created the world and humans were part of that creation. And when he created those first humans, he gave them boundaries. When God created Adam, the very first thing the Bible tells us that God said to Adam contained a boundary, a boundary to protect him. Listen to what we read in Genesis chapter 2. God said, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So God gave Adam this boundary to protect him, and this boundary was given even before sin entered the world. Now, sin entered the world when Adam and Eve broke that boundary, and they ate from that tree. Now, some people talk about boundaries, particularly biblical boundaries, as rules, and they see them as things that limit our freedom and our fun, but actually boundaries were created to bless us. When you look at the Ten Commandments in Scripture, ask yourself, are these commands given to bless you or are they boundaries that limit your fun? In other words, do they curse you? I'll just look at the last six of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. You know, when you think of those six commands, those are common sense boundaries to help us have good and healthy relationships with other people. Those boundaries make sense because they bless us. You know, if you want to have, a, have close friends, don't be someone who tells lies all the time, right? I mean, if somebody tells lies all the time, you're going to say, well, at some point, they're probably going to start telling lies about me. If you want to have a good and healthy marriage... Don't be an adulterer. You know, these were given to bless us. And the converse of these things is true. If, if you want to be a good friend, don't be known as a liar. If you want to be a good spouse, know that you can't play the field. You are limited. Boundaries bring us blessings. Here's something else that boundaries do. They define us. Boundaries define what we can do and what we can't do. And, and let me say this. Boundaries are things that we set in place. Occasionally, somebody will set them in place for us, like I talked about what parents do for children. But as we grow up and mature, boundaries are things that we put in place. And they define what we can do and what we can't do. Christian psychologist Henry Cloud says, boundaries define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom. Because you don't have to take care of everybody else's stuff. You know, the reality is that sometimes we see in relationships they get enmeshed and we don't know where the boundaries are and we try to take care of others' stuff or sometimes other people try to take care of our stuff, uh, our emotions, 
uh, our physical things. Uh, but the reality is, is we are responsible for setting those boundaries and telling people when they violated our boundaries. The idea of setting boundaries on what we can do and what we can't do for others can be confusing for us as Christians. Because when we read through, particularly the Gospels, we hear Jesus saying things like this. You have heard that it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you, take your shirt, hand over your coat. To take your shirt, take, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And then Jesus says this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Sounds like Jesus wants us to be everything for everyone. To completely do whatever anybody needs for us. Does Jesus want us to give all the time? No. When he says, talk, when he talks about turning the other cheek and going the extra mile, he's talking about having a servant's heart rather than having an attitude of entitlement. He's saying, listen, you need to be generous with your time. You need to be willing to help people. That is the core of the gospel. And when he talks about denying yourself and taking up your cross, he's talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you're going to set aside your will to take up God's will. But that doesn't mean you're going to be always giving. And all we have to do is turn to the life of Jesus and see that he himself had boundaries. Now, it's important for me to make a distinction here. Jesus was fully God. So Jesus had no physical, emotional, spiritual, or relational limitations. But... Jesus would set limits. He would erect boundaries about his own life and about his own mission. And we see this in this event in his life. So let me read to you what we read from the Gospels. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus the sick, all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many people who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Then very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everybody is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So they, he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. 
So before this story, you need to know what was going on. Jesus had gone to the synagogue. He went there to preach and to teach, and he was doing that. And a man came in who was possessed by a demon. So he cast that demon out of that man. He delivered him from his possession. And then after that service, they went to Peter's mother-in-law's house where uh, they went to see her because she was ill. And so they, there, Jesus healed her and, and, you know, being that uh, kind of person who wants to serve everybody, as soon as she felt better, she got up and, and served them and, and made food for them. But then after they had eaten, when the sun had gone down, the news about what Jesus had done got around. And so it says the entire village came to the house. People who wanted to be healed, people who had demonic possessions and wanted to be delivered, gathered at the door. And, and you know, there's this sense that person after person, hour after hour, Jesus was healing and driving out demons from people. And finally, at some point in the evening, it came to a close. You can imagine, uh, because Jesus was fully human, he was exhausted emotionally, spiritually, physically. And, and so, uh, instead of sleeping in the next morning, what does he do? As scripture tells us, he got up before it was dark. And he went off to a solitary place to pray. He needed to, to recharge his spiritual battery. He needed to spend time with God the Father and, and talk to him and pour out his heart to him. He, he needed to have that time alone with him to renew, to replenish, to refill. So when the disciples get up, they whoa, where's, where's Jesus? You know, he's not here. And so they go out looking for him. And on the way, they must find other people from the town who are looking for him too because there's still more people who are sick who need healing. There's still more people who, who are possessed who need to be delivered from those demons. And, and so when they finally find Jesus, and it's just the disciples, they say, listen, Jesus, everybody is looking for you. And there we see it. Jesus draws a boundary. He says, you know, let's leave here. Let's Go to other towns because I have a message to preach. That is why I came. Jesus understood that he had a mission, a purpose. And so he self-limited his time because he knew he had a, really a small window of time. He limited what he was going to do because he, while he was concerned with people and the, the whole person, he realized that what was most important was their spiritual health and not their physical health. He realized that by healing people, that gave credence to his message and people believed in him, but he also realized that he had a small amount of time to tell people about why he came. And so he set that limit on himself. He set that boundary. He said, I'm not staying here any longer. And so we see that he does that. He goes and travels throughout Galilee. And he heals people. More than anything, though, he preaches. And he drives out demons, but he preaches. So what this tells, about Jesus, tells us about Jesus is that first, if Jesus needed boundaries... 
We need boundaries so we can take time to refill our souls and recharge ourselves. But secondly, it tells us that we have to set boundaries in our lives because we can't be everything for everyone and we can't do everything for everyone. I remember in my early years in ministry as a young pastor, you know, I wanted to be the best pastor I could. I wanted to be the best preacher I could. I wanted to be the best teacher I could. I wanted to be uh, the, the best administrator, the best leader, the best counselor. And, uh, you know, there were times when I didn't have good boundaries and times I would be worn out and, and uh, burned out. And uh, I, I used to say I, I sort of feel crispy. Uh, oftentimes on my day off, this was before cell phones. It was much easier to do. I, I, uh, I would let any message roll to voicemail uh, just so I could just take time off from ministry for a 24-hour period. But somewhere along the way, I remembered as I was particularly trying to be all things to all people, I discovered when it came to counseling, I could do premarital counseling because I felt called by God that if I was going to marry somebody, I had to do my best to prepare them for what it means to be a, a Christian husband and a Christian wife. So I could do that. And I also found out I could do biblical counseling. I can help people in their walk with Jesus Christ. And, and I could meet with anybody one time on anything. But if it was something that was intense, something that was going to need more than, than one session, something that was, there was a huge marriage struggle or, or a huge issue, I discovered that I absorbed all of those emotions. And I took them home with me. And, uh, you know, that, that wasn't healthy for me. And it wasn't healthy for my marriage. And it wasn't healthy for my kids. And, and after a couple of blow-ups at home, I said, I, I get it. I, I, I can't do that kind of intense counseling for others. And so I developed a referral list. And I just I drew a boundary. Because it wasn't healthy for me. It wasn't healthy for the church. It definitely wasn't healthy for my family. And I set that limit. And, and, I, and I've kept that because I recognized what it did. It's important that we understand that we all have boundaries. And we need to recognize what they are. And we need to put them in place. And we need to feel okay about saying, you know what? I can, be, I can meet with you one time. That's what I would do. I can meet with you one time. But if it's going to take more, I'm going to need to refer you to somebody who's a licensed therapist because that's just not my gifting, and that was important for me to do. The third thing we need to know about boundaries is this, is that we need to create healthy boundaries. So let's look at a verse from the book of Galatians. In Galatians 6, we read this, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. So there's a couple of segments in these scriptures that I want us to look at. In verse 2, it talks about carrying others' burdens. And verse 5 talks about carrying one's own load. Now, Understanding this will help us understand what we are responsible to do to help others and what we're responsible to do for ourselves that only we should do. And then within that, we can understand how to set some healthy boundaries. So in verse 2, it says that we're to help carry others' boundaries and thus fulfill the law of Christ. 
The Greek word, excuse me, help carry one another's burdens. The Greek word for burden carries with it this idea of a heavy load, like the, the freight of a ship. Sometimes uh, something that one person can't really carry alone. Now, many times other people have burdens that are too big for them to bear. They don't have enough strength or emotional resources or knowledge to carry that load, and they need help. Uh, if we uh, deny ourselves to do for others what they cannot do, we're showing them the sacrificial love of Christ. In other words, if we help them, this is what Jesus did for us. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He saved us. This, for us, though, when we help others, is being responsible to fulfill the law of Christ. When people try to carry too much on their own, that, that's a burden that's bigger than one person can carry, they can be crushed either physically or emotionally or, or spiritually or even relationships. So we're not expected to carry something that's a huge burden by ourselves. It will break us. We need help with those things. Now going on to verse 5, we read that each one of us should carry their own load. Now, there's not a contradiction here because these are two different Greek words. The Greek word for load carries with it the idea of our, of our daily burdens, like the things that we would carry in a backpack. In other words, it's doable for one person to carry. It's manageable. We can put it in our backpack and, and put it on our back and we're fine. The reality is this, is that every single one of us has responsibilities that only we can take care of. God has blessed us with those responsibilities and given them to us to be stewards, caretakers of them. Those things are our particular load that we need to take daily responsibility for and manage them. Uh, no one can do those certain things for us. We have to take ownership for them. We're expected to carry our own weight. We're expected to carry our own emotional load and our attitudes and our behaviors as well. But things go wrong when we act as if burdens from verse, from verse 2 are our daily loads and we try to carry it ourselves without asking for help. And Oftentimes, things go wrong when we think our daily loads are something we can't manage and we want to spread them out to everybody else to take care of those things for us. It's sort of a simplistic way to look at it, but Scripture makes it clear. We all have something that we're supposed to carry every day, but there are burdens that we share that, that we need help, and that's what the church, the body of Christ, is supposed to do, to come along some, by somebody and help them with that. Now, you know, we're talking about not just physical loads, like, you know, moving, but we're talking about, you know, carrying somebody's, helping somebody with their spiritual load or their emotional load or even their relational load. Not that we're all supposed to be counselors or therapists because we're not. Some people have a, a, a special calling for that and, and they study that and they're gifted in that. But at times we need to help somebody by coming alongside of them. Now the reality is this, that you and I are, are human and we all have limits on our time, on our emotional and our physical energy and on our relational capacity. 
We cannot be everything to everyone. You can't and you shouldn't serve others to the neglect of your own life and your own responsibilities of your own personal load. You've got to take care of that. But ultimately what it requires is that we figure out what our priorities are and that we set those boundaries in our lives so that they align with the things that we recognize are our priorities, that God has called us to make our priorities. And then we have to say yes to some things and we have to be willing to say no to other things. And interestingly, again, this is something that, that Jesus actually talked about. In the Gospel of Matthew, he said, just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I want. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. He's, he's pointing out to us that it's okay to say yes to some things, and it's okay to say no to other things. In other words, that there, there are limits. There are limits. We have to be willing to set those boundaries. I appreciate what Pastor Brian Moss says about saying no. He says, saying no says that I'm in control of my calendar. It means I understand what my true values and priorities are. It means I'm the only one who can give an account for my life so I can say no to some things. It says I'm the one who is responsible for my mental health and saying yes to everyone will destroy my mental health. It says, I realize and accept my limitations. It says, I care too much about somebody else's growth and development to short circuit that by, by bailing them out and having no boundaries with them. And then it says this, that I, that I love myself enough to not be used, to not be manipulated, and not to be taken advantage of. He goes on and he says this, Setting healthy boundaries does not make people who intrude on our, in our boundaries stop intruding. He says, you will still have to establish your boundaries, clear boundaries, over and over again. There's a proverb that says this. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now, if you dig into the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for heart can mean our mind, it can mean our soul, it can mean our innermost being. So in this verse, what it's saying is that each one of us is responsible for guarding our innermost person, our heart, our mind, our soul. Nobody else is responsible for that. So we can't expect others to do that. We have to do that. It's nobody else's responsibility but our own. And to do that means we'll have to determine our own boundaries and enforce our own boundaries to guard our hearts. Let me again turn to the words of Pastor Brian Moss because he, he recommends some things about boundaries. He goes, when it comes to emotional boundaries, you have to decide who is and who is not allowed to access your personal feelings. You have to determine how much of your personal life is available to another person. You have to take responsibility for your feelings. For example, he, he writes, when you say, you make me so mad, what that actually means is I'm allowing you to control my emotions. We're responsible for our feelings. He says we have to set conversational boundaries. We have to learn to be respective of people's 
perspective. We have to treat people's ideas and opinions with dignity and not with dismissal. He goes on, he talks about physical boundaries. You know, we all have that sense of personal space. We have to determine what our personal space is. You know, what our personal contact limitations are. Who can hug us? Who can kiss us? We have to recognize also that other people have different cultural norms. And so we have to understand that. And that's going to require some conversation. Relational boundaries. You know, there's an unwritten code of expectations that we bring into all of our relationships. You know, what I expect from you, what you expect from me. And so it's actually important to communicate about that and, and figure that out so that you understand one another better. And then the final thing he talks about are time boundaries. You know, time boundaries are limited. You know, we, we all have 168 hours in a week. And so we need to think about how we spend our time as much as how we think about how we spend our finances. Points out that wise people will align their convictions with their calendar. So, so big picture, when it comes to boundaries, uh, the gospel, the good news of Jesus tells us that when it comes to our mental health, God created boundaries to bless us. Boundaries help us know what we can do and what we can't do. They help us know our limits and they help us limit what we can do and can't do. But ultimately, we're responsible for that. So I realize we just tipped, you know, just really scratched the surface. I'm going to invite the worship team up too while I share with you. So if you go to our website or if you go to our Bible app outline, you'll see that we put a list of recommended resources. So if you want to study more about boundaries, there's a book by Henry Cloud and John Towson. They're Christian psychologists. I recommend it. You can actually get a free copy of their boundary sampler, and I tell you how to in that list. Also, uh, um, Lisa Turkhurst, uh, some of you may know, is a, uh, a women's author, and she's coming out with a book this fall. I've gotten a little preview of it, and it, it looks like it's going to be excellent, so I would encourage that. And even within the uh, Bible app, there are reading plans for a boundary, so I would encourage you to check that out. And and uh, if you have some of those resources that you think would be helpful, I would love to hear about it. Because the reality is, God has given us boundaries to bless us. So I want to close this message with a prayer that we would walk in the life that God has for us. And, and I'm going to start it off because there may be somebody who says, all right, I understand that, that Jesus wants to take care of the whole person. And so I've never started into a faith relationship with him, and, and I want to begin that today. So if that's you, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and then I'm going to pray for all of us. So if you would, bow your heads, close your eyes. God, we thank you so much that you care about a whole person, every part of our lives. And so, Lord, I, I know there may be somebody in this room or online that has now said, okay, I, I understand how much God and Jesus love me, and I want to begin a relationship with him. So if that's you, I just want to invite you to take these words and pray them back to God. Dear God, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died to pay for my sins and give me forgiveness. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And today, I want to commit my life to following him. 
as we bring that part of our prayer to a close. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us that we'll understand the blessings of boundaries, that they allow us to live a full and healthy life following you, doing what you've called us to do and, and not trying to be everything to everyone, but walking in our calling and our gifting. So Lord, I, I pray for each one of us that we could understand that and that we can understand that for others and we can seek to be healthy with one another. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as we talk about mental health during this series, the reality is that sometimes we have some fears about things that are going on emotionally and, and uh, spiritually in our lives. But God's word tells us not to be afraid. So I invite you to stand as we sing this song called No Longer Slaves. It's about being a slave to fear. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.